Hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. <laughs> Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> we get this out. Hey guys, welcome back to another week's episode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And thank you guys so much for joining us another week. We appreciate it as always. Welcome. Benvenido. Hey. (laughs) I don't know why I wanted to say that so bad. Oh gosh. Okay guys, I'm the one starting off with the shenanigans this week. (laughs) But we are here to bring you a new great episode. We're so excited. But before we get the show rolling, do we have any business? Uh, Just get your booty to the polls. Get your booty to the poll. We are 11 days out from the election. I hope you guys have your game plan ready, whether you're voting early or you're going on election day. Just have your game plan ready. Get your booty to the polls. You can't be making it rain if you locked up on some bullshit. Lord. <laughs> my favorite line. It's my favorite <laughs> Okay. Well, we hope y'all listening to the strippers and Aaron get your booties to the pole. And we're going to go ahead and get our show started with five questions. Ooh, ooh. Five questions is an opportunity for you all to get to know us a little better. It's also an opportunity for us to get to know each other a little more. We ask five questions and they range from funny to sad to thought provoking. And we try sometimes to ask them in interesting and fun ways. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm a little excited about this. I can tell. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you sound hype. Even your intro to five questions was like, we do duh, duh, ah! duh, and ready to go. Okay. Guys, okay. we're hype. Okay. This week's five questions has a theme. It is okay. Mar Brock Akil inspired. As mm. you all know, we've been digging into girlfriends. And so there have been a lot of questions that have popped up in my head. Trying to figure out a space where they can go. Five questions is where they land. Here we go. Question one. When dating multiple people at the same time and you decide to settle down with one person, what's an appropriate way to end it with the others? One. See, I I feel like this is always my answer. Devils are in the details. It depends on where you've taken these other relationships while dating, I guess, or it, it decides where you've taken these other courtships while dating these other people. But I think the best thing to do is to be honest. I think when you're not honest and you lead people on, that's what causes hurt and pain and resentment and all that other stuff. So I really think that you should just be honest and say, hey, we haven't been exclusively dating and you know, I've been dating some other people and I found someone that, you know, I kind of just want to see where this goes. So I can't date you anymore or something like that. I don't know. I feel like my answer sounds a little corny, but. Yes. But you think yeah, that just... you should inform them about the other person that you're deciding to settle down with? I mean, that's why I said it depends on how, like where y'all are in dating. Like okay. If, okay. if it's not that, you know, if it's not that if y'all just been on a couple dates, y'all just hanging out here and there, then you could just be like, you know, I can't really kick it anymore. You know, I, I, I don't I, actually. Yeah. Like, I just can't kick it anymore. Whatever. Or this isn't really. 
I don't know. But I think if you're like very involved with someone, like you're involved with multiple people, like you're involved, involved, like y'all doing like relationship shit together. I think that, yes, you should tell them like that there is someone else. Okay. I think, I think that you do or you should offer them a an exit interview i think that you should tell them that it's a wrap right like that you're no longer going to continue this relationship in whatever capacity that it is in but i don't believe that you have to tell them that you've decided to settle down with one person regardless of how intricate your relationship has gotten i do not believe you have to give that information up to that person i think out of respect for the relationship that was it is just important to end it uh it's just important to be upfront about ending it and not just ghosting them. Other than that, keep those details to yourself. Okay. I can so agree with that. Yes. Tell them and don't let them find out that you have a new bitch on social media. Thanks. <laughs> Question two. <laughs> I just had to throw my pettiness in there. Oh, I was going to guess. That just felt like the first place to throw my pettiness in. Question two. Question, <laughs> question two. Uh-huh. If your partner tells you that they do not want to have kids. What is your next move? Is that a deal breaker? For me, no. I am perfectly fine if Robin says to me that she does not want to have children, even though that, even though that's our game plan right now. But if she changes her mind and decides that she doesn't want that, I'm okay with that too. Because part of me... <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's that that I would like to think that that is a deal breaker for me because I do want kids and I don't know how I could continue a relationship with someone who does not want to have kids. Right. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. That what I would do next. I'm not sure of. Is it a deal breaker? More than likely. Mm. Yeah. It's not like two friends where you can hang out with one and then hang out with the other. You can't hang out with your kid and be. Oh, right. 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 So. Right. I don't know. Y'all the mm. package. Question three. If your friend gets with someone who you've had a relationship with before, would you tell them? And conversely, would you want to know if your friend had messed with someone that you were getting with? So if my friend... Okay, so if I'm messing with somebody and my friend used to date them, would I want to know if they used to date date them? Yes. 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 Definitely. I would want to know. I mean, chances are, I'm, I'm sure, like, with the friends that I have, I would probably already know unless they really, really just kept this one secret. But, yeah, I would want to know. Like, shit, tell me, bitch, I don't want your leftovers. <laughs> Especially depending on the friend. Nah. <laughs> and if that. you saw that your friend was dating someone that you used to date, would you tell them? Yes. But my, I mean, again, that's not, my friend should know, but... Yeah, and I would. Yeah, hmm. you know, I was. Just, I? I mean, you know. Okay, what's your answer? I'm sorry. I've been trying to think if this, if I would say it, or if I. Okay, so I'm nosy, so I would want to know because I want to have all the information given to me about as much. Right. I want to have all the information about all things. Let me make right. the decision with the most amount of knowledge as it pertains to one particular thing. But would I tell them? I'm not sure. And I think the reason is because. One, what does that do by telling them? They are entering into a whole new thing that is totally separate from what I had with that person. And who's to say that they haven't grown and evolved or that they've remained the same and they're now just a better fit for my friend? Like, what purpose do I have for telling them? That's what I've been struggling with. And what What if it was me seeing someone now get into a relationship with someone that I dated in college, right? How much time has to be distant 
uh, from the relationship to make it irrelevant to tell them. But this is your friend. So regardless if the person has changed, like you're not telling them to put the person down. Like that's not what came to my mind. Like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about all the bad things or whatever. Like, I don't care what happened in our relationship. I'm telling you because you're my friend. And that may, it, it may be at some point awkward or at some point it could just like, what if it comes up and I'm not the one that told you like, that's, that's weird to me. Like I can't see like me, the people that I consider my friends, I would tell them if they were dealing with someone that I used to deal with, just so that it's out there. Not whether I care or not, if they continue with it or they can make their decision, but I'm not just going to let it happen and me not say anything. And then it, it, then it could possibly come out down the road and it'd be like, well, bitch, why you ain't, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the, like, I don't want your love, like, you know, something, I don't know. But no, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that rationale. I think for me, it's just how important is that piece of information for that person to have? Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's important, but I just, I just feel like they, you know, cause no, you feel yeah. like we're friends. We ain't hiding no secrets. This, this and this yeah, shouldn't be like, one that we should be hiding, right? Like, if anything, this may nah. be a key key between us. Like, who knows? Who knows what direction that information can go in? But we shouldn't be keeping stuff like that from each other as friends. Right. No, I get that. Facts. I get that. And then what if it's an ex that I'm sorry that I'm gonna shut up. But what if it's an ex that like when y'all are around, like say y'all had some like a certain type of chemistry. You know what I mean? Like, and and that. That chemistry is just like you can't hide it when y'all are around each other, whether y'all want each other or not. Like y'all just have that type of relationship where y'all just kind of drawn to each other. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it would be that even that would be on display it could just be a lot. I don't know, man. Like, I'm just. Oh, but see, that to I, me I brings a tell. different level. That That's a, that's an added layer of complication to an already to a, to a situation to me that doesn't need it. Because when you say that, I go, well, man, why didn't they get together in the first place? Why are they even trying to get into a new relationship with anyone, period, if there's still this type of tension, energy amongst, with well, maybe someone that's else? that's why they don't talk no more. Because, you know, they didn't, they want to move on. Like, y'all won't write for each other, so let me just move on. And we just got to have, like, it could be one of those relationships, like, well, we just got to be distanced from each other because every time we're close to each other, every time we communicate or whatever, like, we're drawn back into each other, and that's not what we want. Oh, yeah, I'm with you then. At that point, you need to tell your friend because that, to me, is a different type of conversation. But if it was, I don't know, like, somebody I had just slept with or someone I just went on a couple dates with or even someone who I had been around, well, at a certain point in the timeline of your dating, they would have met your friends, right? Like, you would have crossed the threshold right, from it just being right. you and me to, like, now let me introduce you to someone. So, but I'm still, and I don't if know. And if we slept together, I definitely got to tell my friends. <laughs> if your head was whack, I got to let my homegirl know before she wastes her time. Like, and if it's maybe good, changed. And if it's good, do you really, do if, if, if you, see, that's it. If the sex was that, like, mm, Ashley, like, top five, top five. And uh, do you really think me. your friend wants to hear that? That they want to know that you used to date this person? And what if you... Right, we're not going to get into Whether the they want to... But again, yeah, 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 because this is five questions. Okay, well, you know what? Uh, no, no, but, but what if... Minute, okay, though. but just quickly, sex though, sex though. No, I was going to get detailed into it, but... Oh, but I don't want... I mean, I, I wouldn't want... I mean, I don't know if they want to hear it, but I need to let them know, like, I, I've had sex with this person. And especially if they dating, if they getting serious and you're going to bring this person around me, bruh. <laughs> like, I don't want to say if I if this if this girl didn't gave me great head, I do not want to be out with me and whatever friend <laughs> and Robin <laughs> and Robin, like because we on a double date at this point. And I'm sitting across from somebody that, you know, that that gave me great head at one point in life. 
I don't want that in my life. Like, I got to tell you. So that way, when I'm telling you that I don't want to be around them anymore, you know why. <laughs> it ain't just because, like, it's because I don't want to sit across from somebody that I used to be intimate with. And I feel obligated to tell my friend as well because I want her to be able to make her decision as far as if she wants to date someone that is slut with her friend. I don't that's just, that's just weird. You know who I want? I want to ask a masculine female that question. <laughs> now that we talk, I might cut that. <laughs> I just want to ask some questions. Okay. What are we on? Question four. Oh, okay. These last two. Get, all right. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you extra hype. <laughs> Which one do I go with first? And watch this is not as tricky for you as it was for me. Okay. Question four. Now I'm hype. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you four pairings because we've been okay. talking about girlfriends a lot. And like I said, it's a Mara Brock Kill edition. But I'm going to give you four mm-hmm. pairings. Each pairing will possess characters from either The Game, Being Mary Jane, or Girlfriends. You have to decide okay. of these four pairings, which one would you want to hang out with? Which one would you want to be the fourth person in the group? Okay. All right. Pairing one, Tony, Kelly Pitts, and Kara Lynch. Pairing mm-hmm. two. Joan Chardonnay, Chardonnay, mm, Chardonnay, 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 whatever. Joan Chardonnay and Mark. Pairing three is Maya, Tasha Matt, Mary Jane. Pairing four is Lynn, Jason Pitts, Cardi B. Where Cardi so, B come from? You don't remember when she was on Being Mary Jane? Oh, you didn't watch season four. No, <sighs> I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Actually, <laughs> all right, just, so just for our, our listeners again, pairing one is... Tony, Kelly Pitts, Kara Lynch. Pairing two is Joan, Chardonnay, and Mark. Pairing three is Maya, Tasha Mack, and Mary Jane. And pairing four is Lynn, Jason Pitts, Cardi B. You ready for my answer? Yes. Pow, pow, pow. Hey! (laughs) I am so choosing Tasha Mack, okay? Really, when you said Tasha Mack, I didn't care who else was in the group. (laughs) But you said Maya and Mary Jane, which to me are all good choices. That gives me a a, a good a, a good balance mm-hmm. of classy, ratchet, <laughs> uh, educated, classy, bougie, good times. Ratchet. Yes, we're gonna be some savages out here. But Tasha Matt, and I know she got connections with Pookie and them. Yeah, I need her on the team. What you mean? Shit, That's easy. <laughs> That's easy. Tasha Mack and Maya might be cousins, related somehow. <laughs> I mean, them. hey. Richmond, Richmond. Hey. Pow, pow, pow. So I'm going with the same group. I'm going with the same group. Pow, pow, pow. (laughs) Question five. Oh, I'm sad. It's the last one. This is good. Okay. (laughs) If you could no longer watch one of these shows, which one would it be and why? Okay. Would it be The Game, Being Mary Jane, or Girlfriends? I'm going to go with being Mary Jane because Mary Jane was in a different time for me that, you know, I, I correlate Mary Jane with a, a time in my life where things were just kind of like gray, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, even though Mary Jane, Mary Jane, Mary Jane has some really relatable content, but I need a little bit of uh, funny with I need, I need a little bit of comic relief in Mary Jane was just a little bit too dramatic for me at times. And then a lot of times she pissed me off too. Like, <laughs> ooh. 
Mary Jane would piss me off and probably because, you know, I would be pissing myself off. So really, you know, whatever you see in things, whatever, like I say all the time with girlfriends, I'm watching myself on screen, but yeah. So I, I would get rid of being Mary Jane. For me, this was tricky. This was the first question I, I came bet. up with. Yes. Well, I can't wait. And Oh, okay. I think I know your answer. I'm going to go with girlfriends. I knew it. I knew oh, it. did you? I knew it. Yep. Because I know there was no way you was giving up being Mary Jane, and there's no way you was giving up the game. I just knew it. Like, I can't do it. I can't I knew do it. it. You can't give up the game. The game is a classic. And girlfriends is too. I think I found a new appreciation for girlfriends. Now, if you had paired some another show in there other than Mary Jane, something that I really, you know, was gonna hold on to, I would have gotten rid of girlfriends. Cause I don't necessarily need to watch that repeatedly, but I'd rather watch that than be a Mary Jane. <laughs> so the game or girlfriends? This is side note. Five point eight. <laughs> oh, I'm giving up girlfriends. I'm watching the game forever. The game <laughs> listen, listen. Pow, pow, pow. What'd I say? What'd I say? Tasha Mack all day. But why would you give up? Why would you give up girlfriends? Okay. So it's a part of is a part of the reason is because of is is aligned with yours. I think for me, the game and girlfriends are slightly similar in terms of comedy. Mm -hmm. And being Mary Jane gives me the drama that I need. It gives me the relatable content that I need. It gives me the hour long show that I need. The quotes. I mean, when you're talking about a time and I'm and I'm oh, thinking about that yes. same time. And we used to have those those were some good episodes, good discussions, good the quotes alone before the episode even started, right? Like yeah, and to man. me those things We We used to take screenshots, like we used to take pictures <laughs> yes! and send them to each other. Oh. Listen. And the iPhone yeah. reminds me if you actually look on sometimes like what you did on that day or what pictures you took lets me know. So I think yeah. And watching <sighs> season six of the girlfriends, although and we'll I'm not gonna I'll save it. But season six to me save it. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know that I just needed being anyway. I would give up girlfriends, although all three are good. And I'm like you, I'm definitely mm-hmm. appreciating girlfriends. And that is five questions. Oh, man, that was good, guys. That was five questions. We hope you were answering along with us. If you have any answers that you want to share with us, or if you just want to give Aaron some ideas of what questions to ask next time, plug. You can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. I feel like I, felt like I was on a news report just now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it is time for Under My Skin. Uh, yes. And I'll go ahead and start with what got under my skin. You know, it was funny. Guys, I was telling Aaron before we started recording, like, I literally just got an under my skin this evening. So I went to go get my nails done. <laughs> Here I go, my nail shot. Right. Well, see, it actually, it wasn't anything that involved me, but it still, like, just kind of got on my nerves. So, anyway, I'm sitting there, and I'm almost done, like, getting my nails done. The lady is painting my nails or whatever. And so, this lady comes in. Um, oh, my God. I, I might cut this, but I almost thought about Charlemagne. The, guess what race it is? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
So this lady comes in and she's like, I mean, apparently she's a regular from what I can tell. Like she's talking to the, I guess the owner and she was like, Hey, oh my gosh, happy belated birthday. And she gives her a gift, you know? And then she just starts talking about like, you know, she just, um, she went to the doctor and something, something like something's going on. They got to put another needle back in her, blah, blah, blah. Like she's telling all her business and she's telling it loud. Okay whatever. I, I know some people do that. Like the, the nail technicians be their best friends. Do you sis, if that's what it is. So then she's sitting down with the nail tech. And I, again, I'm assuming that she's been there before, right? Like you've brought this lady a birthday gift or whatever. So I'm, this is, this isn't your first time. And so she's talking to the lady about getting a manicure, whatever, whatever. And she tells the lady that she wants the gel manicure. And she goes, how much is that? That's 35, right? And so the lady is like, no, that's that's 45. And she was like, well, 35 is all I can afford. And the lady's like, well, you know, it's 45, you know, and she's explaining to her like, because it's jail, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, well, I can't, I, I can't afford to pay that much because I still have to get gas. My money has to last me, blah, blah, blah. And so then this other lady that was in the shop, another patron at the time tells them that she'll pay for them. She'll pay for the lady's nails or whatever. And what? so then the, do they know the, each yeah, other? Yeah, no. No, strangers, okay, strangers. And so then the lady starts doing all this crying, like, oh my God, you're an angel, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, meanwhile, in the back with me and my nail tech, my nail tech is looking at me, shaking her shaking her head like, she does this all the time. It's like, she, I think something is wrong with her. Like, she's, you know, but you know, she's looking at me like, like, she just shaking her head like, this don't make no damn sense. What got under my skin was, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, why are you coming to the nail shop if you ain't got no money? I don't really know too many things on the menu, <laughs> on the <laughs> service list that's going to be 35 or less. And maybe that's because I don't get anything that's 35 or less. But bitch, if you ain't <laughs> had no money to come in here and get the manicure that you wanted, the gel, everybody know gels cost more. Everybody know gels cost more. Like you got the regular, you got your nail, like the regular paint or whatever. You got the gel paint and then you got, um, the dip powder, but everybody know that there are, you know, that such certain things cost more, ma'am, why are you in here? If you ain't got no money, like, oh my God, when I just tell you it got on my nerves and then I hated that she was kind of like making a scene and trying to make the lady feel bad because she ain't had no money. Well, ain't nobody tell you to come in here and get your nails done. Like, I don't know what to tell you about that. So, uh, I don't know. It just really got under my skin. And I was a little irritated about it, but you know what? It's not my money. I, the other lady was nice enough to pay for her. She way better than she I. She paid am, for the whole nail. Like she paid for. Yeah, she paid for the jail manicure. She paid the forty five dollars for the jank, and told the lady to keep her money. Ma'am, God gonna bless you. But let me tell you what God is doing with me. He's still working on me <laughs> because I, <laughs> I have not gotten to the point where I'm going to feel bad for somebody in a nail shop whining about how they don't have any money. You're in a nail shop. If you don't have any money, you don't even need to get, you need to take your ass to the Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree has press on nails. They have nail polish. <laughs> they even got jail nail polish. Ma'am, get you some Dollar Tree nail polish and do your own shit until you can get your money. Like, and then priorities, priorities. If you don't have any money, why would you spend your last bit in the nail shop? None of this made sense to me. But anyway, it all got under my skin. So I was like, well, now I got something. <laughs> and that's what got under my skin this week. Aaron, what about you? Just quickly, because it's not like you, it's not like somebody paid for her groceries in the, in the line at the grocery store or something. That, yeah, ex <laughs> something that I would have done. Now that's something that I would have done. Okay. That's what I would have done is pay for your groceries. Like, well... But that, but that's something that I deem to be more 
you know, necessary as far as if you if you need something done. But man, getting uh, your nails done and you in here crying about not having the money. What Come on, movie man. was that? Oh, okay. Sorry. This is, what movie was that where the dude went to go get a haircut and he got up in for, barbershop for he left for his job interview and then came back and paid him. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Maybe, barbershop maybe, and he ran off. Maybe she needed her nails done so that she could look presentable for a job. Well, maybe she should have said that. <laughs> Ma- that bitch ain't got no job. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me tell. Okay, so what got under my skin this week? I so. You all don't know, but I've been looking for, I'm looking to move. And so I found a place that is a top contender. And I reached out to the person or to the brokers so that I could go look at the place. What made me reach out to them, so I'm looking online, right? Like in this day and age, it's not like I gotta go get an apartment guide from the corner store and start look. God, do you remember? Anyway, about to date myself. Man, I miss those. <laughs> I miss those. Just, that, just, that just whole hit me as soon I as I said it. Just to, listen, I used to get them just to flip through them as if I could really I like, thought we was doing yeah. something, folding the corners on the ones that look like... Okay, anyway. So I went to go... So the place that I saw online piqued my interest. I reached out to the broker. We set up a meeting. I went to go see it. Do you know this person took me to a whole other apartment that was more than what I... That was more than the apartment that I reached out to him about. What? Didn't why? D- couldn't tell. Well, he says it's because he didn't think that the other apartment would be a good fit because I'm tall. Is that not discrimination? I don't. Where I mean, is the lawsuit. <laughs> what? I I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking a part of me goes, okay, he's trying to do his job by assessing who the potential client is and trying to offer them the best thing. He's also trying to make sure that he, you know, gets whatever incentive he gets if he rents out an apartment. So of course you would take me to the one that costs more. But didn't even tell me that he was taking. Did not tell me that he was taking nah. me to an apartment that cost more. Walked me in the apartment, had me look around. Actually, the one I told you earlier, the one I told you about earlier. Oh, like had ah. me get all into it just to tell me just to tell you it costs more told me a whole different price so didn't even say oh this is another apartment said the price of the apartment and i internally said huh so then i was looking at this apartment with new eyes because at first i'm like oh this is what this is what i'm about to get okay anyway long story short is i am so that is what got under my skin let me long story short i could i could break that down a lot more but showed me the apartment it ended up being more than what i wanted after they sold me on it right like i <sighs> bothered the fuck out of me i did ask though because at this at this stage in life like i ain't got time to be hesitating on Ooh, i should have asked to see that apartment so i did re- i did say to him like while i was there what about the apartment that i reached out to you about they did end up taking me to that apartment the room they're partially right and partially not they should have never made no motherfucking assumptions about what it is that i would like or not one Two, the apartment that they did show me is an upgrade, but obviously anybody who would look at that one versus the other one would think it was an upgrade, regardless of whether or not each apartment was, (sighs) you knew what you were doing. Now I'm sitting over here wrestling between, do I want to take this apartment or do I want to go look at a whole other place? No, oh no, oh no, uh, I'm not going to go for the one. Like (laughs) like I said, it was partially right in the sense that once I saw, like once I was able to compare the two, of course I don't want the one that I originally reached out to you about. Of course I want the other one. Now it's do I want the one that you showed me or do I want to keep looking? I mean, I am still looking, but not, it's just put me in more of a, a hard position because uh, that's also to me like poor customer service. And to me, customer service is, is very important when it at this stage in life when it comes to where it is that I choose to utilize my resources. And that is what got under my skin. <sighs> Man, the okie doke. That is the okie doke, sir. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. Don't even get me to whatever. Nope. I'll okay. save that one too because I got a dentist one. But oh, 
Oh, that really just came to me. Sorry. I'll save it. Remind me. Actually, no. On the next one? Yeah. Nope. Go ahead. You go. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up what got under Actually, let me quickly say week. it because now it's on my brain. See, see, <laughs> it's no on love. my spirit. So I went to this new dentist that I had found. Off the bat, thought it was like, oh, okay. They The customer service seemed nice. The lady was nice. She was sitting down asking me stuff, and she was asking me, did I want, like, like walked me back to the area, set me down, was talking to me until the dentist was ready. I don't know if you've ever been somewhere where they try to sell you um, – you go to buy one thing and they try to sell you on, well, you know, if you really want this or you should really think about this or we have these, up, like they try to upcharge you on everything. Oh, yeah. Every time you go get work done to the car. Yeah. yeah. Every time I go for oil change. Never have I ever you had. You need an air filter. You need it. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever had that happen to me in the dentist office. Okay. Not you have a cavity and do you want flesh colored or do you want silver? Right. Like the lady set me down and said, okay, this is how much this cost, but I'm going to give you a good deal and it's going to cost you this much. What? I'm haggling over my teeth. You mean you can negotiate prices on, on what your feelings yeah, gonna man, cost? It's 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. I'm sitting here. <laughs> That's what got under my skin because I don't want to be sold. I don't want to feel like I'm a set. Like I'm talking to a salesman at the dentist office. Period. What? That's the title for the episode. Because then it also just makes you wonder. <laughs> Deals at the dentist. <laughs> what? Then it also makes you wonder. Right? Do I really need that done? Or are you trying to upsell me something and then potential and and lie to me and tell me you're knocking the price down when really? You're charging me an arm and a leg. And then the kicker is, Ashley, she says, in order for you to get this price, you need to make a down payment before you leave. So if you can put down three, four, five hundred dollars towards your thing, <laughs> that'll go, you know, then it'll lock in those prices and then you can pay it. You mean I just came here for a cleaning and you talking deposit for three, four, oh, no. and that's and that's free. That's free. Well, ain't none you of it free, really, because you pay. Don't please don't let people. Oh well, fool I you, pay you know? for my dental care, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, mm-hmm. I mean, no, you I ain't get what you're saying. What you would be paying if you didn't have insurance? Yes. <laughs> I ain't paying out of pocket when I go there. And that is what got under my skin. Right. Okay, I just had to start to build up. And that was under my skin, and now it is time for what are we watching? Yes. And you guys already know we're watching my. Girlfriends, my girlfriends. Hey. All right, and this week we're going to talk about season six, guys. Yes, we are there, season six. We're actually almost done with girlfriends. Like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm a little sad because we just have season seven and that half of whatever they gave in season eight, and that's it. All right, so this week we're going to talk about season six, guys. Oh my gosh, we're almost done, and I'm feeling a little sad about it. Because we only have season seven left and the little half of what they gave us in season eight. But season six was really good. Let's go Mm -hmm. ahead and jump into it. Yes, Aaron, what was your like overall viewpoint of season six? I don't know if it was me, but did season six feel more like it was more drama than comedy? Yes. like, it was dramatic as hell. It felt more insecure-ish in the sense that insecure to me is a dramedy, but it leans more on the drama side. And to me, Girlfriends mm-hmm. was a comedy. And this just felt very heavy compared to prior seasons. And I didn't I didn't know how to deal with that. But I'm like you. It was still a good, good, good season. I definitely felt that. You know, when I felt it the most was the episode with Tony and Joan when when Tony when, excuse me, when Joan was late picking up Morgan. And that scene where they were outside, it was it wasn't even a laugh track with it. Like there were some jabs in there that would, you know, 
to me were haha funny, but they ain't even have a laugh track. I said, oh, they really making this dramatic. Like this is like, it ain't no laughing. They want y'all to know that Tony and Joan is going through some shit and which to me felt like the setup of Tony leaving all together. Um, yeah, I, I also, but I don't know. I can't tell. I think the other episode to me that aligns with what you just said was the last episode. Yeah, Listening yeah. to you, I can't tell if they didn't know if there was going to be a, be a season seven period because it kind of ended in a way that wrapped up in a weird way everyone's individual storylines right like Maya left yeah. to go with Darnell mm-hmm. it just felt very like if that was the last season Joan was sitting there by herself in a sweatshirt and a dress let's just jump, okay let's jump into okay. it let's 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 get on the I guess the main parts of the season so one, let's go ahead and start with your favorite couple, Maya and Darnell. So in season six, we see Maya and Darnell get back together. Season six had the theme for me. Let me, I'm gonna put this note in there because you know I've been I've been giving my little perspectives on the themes of the seasons and this season was getting something that you thought you wanted Mm. and not really being sure if you wanted it once you got it you know and we see that in the beginning with Maya and Darnell like okay so at the end of season five they had ran off together like pretty much he ran out of his wedding with Lena to be with Maya now they then took their asses to Vegas and then got (laughs) and then got married and then hadn't been in Vegas a whole damn day before boom they was back into the same shit that pretty much pushed them apart from each other when they were married the first time. And so we see that play out. You know, we see them like separate, I guess. And Maya's in the room crying and Darnell is in the car upset, you know. But by the end of, I think it was episode two, they did work it out. You know, they decided they're going to be dating. And then further into the season, Darnell decides that he's tired of the the whole dating thing. Like he just wants to be with his wife. He just wants, you know, he wants to be married. He want to be living under one roof. Like, like, they just want to be together. This season with Darnell, I'm just going to say I appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you had texted me something about Darnell, and you said that Darnell is a good man. And I rolled my eyes when you said it. But that one, after that episode, when he told Maya that he just wants to be with his wife, like, he want to be under one roof. And when he was hanging out with William, that all, like... It just touched me, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, Darnell is a good man. <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> But it was really good. Um, so the, you know what that's the called? things that I took away from that. Growth. Growth. Yes. So what I took away from that that I wanted to ask you was, one, how do you feel about the Maya and Darnell trying to date after they got back together? Hmm. And two, how do you feel? So we also see like later in the season where Darnell is kind of dealing with Maya, you know, the reality of Maya making more than him and how he feels about that. How do you feel about the scene where he spoke to her girlfriends about what was going on, you know, and how he was feeling? Yes. When they were all in Home Depot. Those are two good questions. Those are really good questions. I... You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I texted you at first and was like, yo, Darnell's fucking up, right? Like, what? I can't even... And then you realize they did that on purpose and you got to sit through the whole episode of whatever the arc is for that storyline, multiple Mm -hmm. episodes. And, And But to answer your question, I thought that Darnell and my dating felt like a good step because of everything that you described at first i was so here for them getting back together i was even here for them getting married again because a large part i think of their relationship is is understood and connected i think the issues were things that were related to their growth and where they were changing and growing and evolving or how they were changing and growing and evolving and not being on the same page and so to me 
them deciding that above all else, what did he say? I just want to take you home. I just want to take you home. And I, to me, I appreciated them deciding to date because they were clear on where it was that they were going, right? Like what their destination was going to be. And so they wanted to get there in a thoughtful way. And that was growth. That was maturity. That was everything that I said, I think, in the minisode about them taking time to grow as an individual and then being able to come back together. And so we got to see, right, they were a little whimsical at first in their approach and then had to hunker down. And so I appreciated it. I so appreciated it. I was here for it. And then the second question was... My other question was, how did you feel about Darnell hanging out with the ladies? Well, going to Home Depot with them and talking to them about how he felt pretty much about Maya making more money. And I'm asking because I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was cute. And and there were some funny parts in there, especially when he was with Tony. So what do you think? I appreciated it too. I thought that it showed Darnell's maturity and coming around to Maya's evolution, right? Maya's Mm -hmm. new circle of friends, like the, the new life, not the new life, but the additions to Maya's life being Joan, Tony, and Lynn and William and all that that has uh, come with. And so to see him now, actively seeking out their advice as it relates to his wife because he is able to from my perspective he's able to recognize that they have a level of they have a certain amount of information as to who she is now that he doesn't have and Mm -hmm. i thought that was sweet it also i think snapped him out of this mindset that he had to continue to settle in order to provide for his family in the way in which he thought that he needed to so i just appreciated it all what did you agree I mean, agreed. Like, I, I love that part. I loved him talking to the friends. Like I said, that uh, the interaction between him and Tony was hilarious to me. And just overall, like I said about Darnell, this season, I really appreciated his character and seeing him more, uh, seeing his relationship grow with William because I thought it was really sweet for William to have, like, a real guy friend, you know? Like, I feel like that was something that William was missing. And also, you know... Like I said, there's always relationships that I feel like I can see myself in, you know, and I think seeing Darnell and Maya this season with uh, following their dreams and doing better and and once being apart and getting back together just kind of hit home again. And I was like, man, this is just really good to see. So, yeah, I was really happy about that. Uh, anything else on my end, Darnell? No season yet. Yeah, no. There was an episode with William that, uh, I thought was really good during season six. And we kind of see why William is how he is because of his father. Um, and we don't have to go too deep into that, that episode, but I just thought it was really good for William to go home. And we like kind of see like this emotional episode with William of always trying to be, or why he's always striving for the best or trying to be the best. And it's because he just had this, you know, this childhood with his dad who was always pushing him to be the best. And no matter what he did, it wasn't good enough. So it was just, you know, it was just kind of like one of those that just tugged on your heartstrings type thing. And it was just like, oh, William. But yeah, yes. I thought that was a really good episode. Um, Wait, yes. oh, yeah, that, that was a really good. That really was a good episode. I can agree. I think the other thing that we got to see from William and his interaction with his dad is why William is so comfortable around women and why he feels like he has to try to be his best, prove that he is the best, or display, like, Herculean characteristics when he's around men. And I think it's it's what you said, right? Like, he's all his father created this atmosphere where he was always trying to prove to his father, the male figure in his life, that he was worthy. And so I think that sort of 
has translated into his adult life where the women he feels comfortable with and where the men it feels like i don't know he, he, he feels I like he's be trying a to macho man yes. like i got to put him. on yes because so. we even see in that episode um just talking about him and darnell again when you know when um so which i'm sorry which ended up being a really funny episode it was the one with cat williams and we see <laughs> william at the end is at like a I, get, I think a hockey game with darnell and he's like well there's an opening in your crew can i join yes. and, and then he looks at it as like a frat he didn't gave his like application his checkbook and all this shit. it was just i don't know it was so hilarious but william is just yeah, man. Wait, speaking now, of Darnell and William, did you catch the episode where William got upset and he called the girls heifers in front of Darnell? And Darnell was like, yo, my wife I'm is one of them heifers. My, yes, uh, yeah, yes. Yes, or I'm married to one of them heifers. Or I'm married to one of them, it whatever. Was, oh, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was really good. Listen, all this season, William, I said every time we talk about girlfriends, I love William. Like, William is it for me. His sense of humor is definitely a key key. All right, so now let's go ahead and move on to Tony and Todd because I'm going to save the, I guess, the real highlight of season six for last. So on, in season six, we see Tony and Todd going through this ugly custody battle um, over Morgan because when Tony missed Morgan's two-week checkup, Todd decided that he was going to go after full custody. You know, I was I was a bit disgusted with Todd all through this season, all <laughs> through this season. This motherfucker here. Like, that's what I just kept thinking, like, the whole time because, dude, new moms are going to make mistakes. And I felt like Todd was just being so vindictive. Um, but one of the episodes that really sticks out to me, of course, because uh, my girl was in it, Jennifer Lewis, the episode where they were having the debate over Morgan's religion and, and Morgan being, um, you know, whether she was going to be raised as Jewish or Christian. Mm-hmm. I think that so the episode was a little bit like kind of cringy to me because I guess I just didn't know. I mean, you know, we see all the time we don't have kids. I felt like I kind of sided with Todd there even though it's always fuck Todd but (laughs) you know before before her mom got in her ear and and Maya you know I felt like Tony didn't really care like you know maybe she said she was making a decision she was making a rash decision but I don't know I I just thought that Hmm. when it comes to religion Tony's not even like we except for season two was (laughs) it season two when Tony got saved and decided that you know she was gonna walk in and walk with the yeah, lord i have not <laughs> okay i have not heard tony mention or say anything since about church or none of that and I mean, then when has, todd wanted hit, oh, very has she been to church i mean i ain't seen none of them have us go back to church really like because if we even see maya in this same episode like and even jabari called him out like why y'all fronting like let's just go like we normally do roscoe's whatever whatever but i just i don't know i was a little upset with tony for changing her mind the way that she did like i didn't understand why she just wouldn't allow todd to do that and also y'all are making a decision for this baby who knows what morgan is going to do when she gets older you know what i mean like morgan can convert at any time like and yes i think of course it'll be more of her choice at that point because she'll be older and can make her own decisions but as of right now, like, that's not one thing that you could compromise on. I don't know. I was just like, whew, that's a lot for me. But I don't I have didn't think kids, that... so. Yeah, we don't have kids. But I, I, I tend to think that that is an important thing in a relationship. What I gather, well, I could see both sides' arguments for why they felt like Morgan should be raised a specific way. I do think that there's something to be said for Maya and her mom, Maya and uh, 
Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Tony's mom, stepping in to remind her that the foundation from which you're living your life and that you have all of your thoughts is rooted in, is she Baptist? It's rooted in her Christianity. The foundation from which you build your life on is important. I mean, I think that's one of those things you want to talk about before you get married, right? Is to understand. And especially before you have kids. Oh, that was rushed between them. Yes. But to me, it sounds like still, even whether it be Todd or Tony, it sounds like y'all don't care about the foundation of what the, of the religion that your child is being brought up on. You care about what your, your, your surrounding families and friends think, because neither one of y'all had put this much, I guess, thought into it before it even happened. You know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. like everybody's in your ear. And so then you want to make this decision and then you want to make that decision. I don't know. I think that episode just kind of bothered me. But all through the season, Tony and Todd have been going through this ugly custody battle when it comes to Morgan. Uh, I will point out when Tony said, I may not have been prepared today, but trust going forward, I will be starting with the exhibits F and U. I said, yes, Tony, because I was so pissed at Todd for trying to really attack Tony's character for the mistakes that she had made as a new mother. Like she's a new mother. And, and at some point you just have to be understanding of that. And so I was why does really Todd have to be understanding that. of that? Because he's a new father. Why shouldn't, why, why shouldn't you be understanding of that? You haven't been around in the past six months. All you cared about was if I'm, he was there one time or something, I think maybe in season five, wait, when was, yes, in season five when she was pregnant, worrying about where she was, what she was eating. But had you been around all the time, were you worried about anything that she was doing? You couldn't see what she was doing. You didn't know what this mother was doing to her body at the time when she was pregnant with Morgan. But now Morgan's here and she make one mistake or a couple mistakes. And now you want to be down her throat and say that she's not a good mother. Fuck you, Todd. Fuck you. Yeah, I, 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 while I think that Tony is a good mother based on what we have seen, I also felt like Todd had the right to question her ability to take care of, of Morgan solely. Yeah, because he doesn't know. He's also, like you said, he's a new father. His his information isn't, he doesn't have this well of knowledge. Exactly. But- and question is one thing, but... To go full on, like, I filed for full custody. We haven't even sat down to talk about it. What if Tony was going through postpartum when she locked Morgan out? Like, Morgan was doing all this crying. She wasn't latching on, you know, to breastfeed. There are a lot of things that women go through in those first few weeks of after having a baby. I mean, it's just really life-changing. And regardless if you're the father or not, the mother has to put, like, her, she's going through more. Her body has went through more. Mentally, she's gone through more. So give her a break. Like, that was my thing. And and if you want to discuss something, if you want to sit down, if you're concerned about the welfare of your child, then let's talk about that. He let's tried. not jump straight no, let's to... let's not act like he didn't try when, to talk to when, her multiple times throughout before he took her to court. Like, multiple times did they try to have some and sort of she, conversation where he called and him And if Tony was right. going through postpartum and could not... Re- okay, let's bring up Insecure. Tiffany ran the fuck away a whole day and Derek could not find her. You think Derek went to the court the next day and decided that he was going after full custody? Are you really no, going to use understanding. that as an excuse? Hell they were yeah, in a, They you? are. They are in a. They are in a committed marriage where they are. Where they divorce was not on the table for them. They weren't working and? things out. And that means he's not immediately trying. In order to ask for custody, that means he's trying to get a divorce. They weren't there. Tony and Ty were already breaking up. We're getting a divorce. So his course of action so was, I, not only do I want to get a divorce, but I want to make sure that my daughter is safe when we are no longer together. And that for him all, meant First of all, Tony was her. the one who wanted the divorce. Second of all, our relationship status should not determine anything that is done with our child. What? If that's the, 
just because we're divorced now, I want full custody. Aaron, your relationship yes, we status are, should not. We are divorced, so we are yeah, getting we a divorce. Have joint which custody. You should not be trying to go for full custody because I've made a couple of mistakes that we have not worked out yet. If he feels like her ability to care for that child properly during her half is insufficient, then he has the right to to file for full custody. I do believe that their relationship is important as it relates to the child because if they are no longer together and they are no longer living in the same house, he has to trust that the house that she's un- that the roof that she's under when he when they are not together is safe. And if he doesn't feel safe with the with Morgan being with Tony, then he has Lord, you hear that. Mm-hmm. Then he has the right. Then he has the right to pursue actions or take steps that will ensure her safety at all times, not just half the time. Well, I'm not saying he was right in it, but I could also understand him saying. I also understand him saying that I tried to talk to you and I tried to figure this out multiple times. And three strikes and you're out, bitch. Like, I'm. I need full custody now. No, and that's why I said fuck Todd all season. But yes, but at the end of the day. Todd dropped his little funky ass uh, custody case because he knew he was wrong any fucking way. But as we go through this season with Tony and trying to do everything that she can to make sure she maintains full custody of Morgan, we just see Tony with all these ups and downs. Uh, Kelly Rowland, I did not know that was going to turn out like that. Girl, I was so disappointed. Yo! <laughs> I was so disappointed in you, Kelly Rowland. Shame. Uh, but when I Tony was shocked that she ass, was on that many episodes at first. I was like, oh, she's yes. on more than one. Oh, she's like, like what? Kelly, you good too. Kelly, you, you, Kelly, you should do some more acting. Kelly, that was good. Um, but okay. when Tony bopped her ass, I was so happy. I was definitely happy about because Tony reacted the same way I would have. Like, <laughs> nah, you didn't set me up. Like, you didn't put my daughter in danger technically, and you did. I gave you this money, and you basically stealing from me. Oh God, I was so disgusted with her. Oh um, no, Tony was Tony we, is about that life. <laughs> oh yes, Fresno, Fresno. We also see Tony try to date in the middle of the custody battle, which ah. Gosh, I was so, I get it, Tony, I guess, you know, like you were trying to make sure you were focused on that, but damn, like you can't have no life for yourself. I don't know. It just, it, it was just like, I kind of felt like poor Tony. I really felt like she was poor so Tony hyper-focused on not trying to lose that baby that she didn't even. Because Todd, fuck ass. Uh, go. <sighs> she brought it anyway. on herself, but she was focused on. Bull. Bull. <laughs> Nobody knows what I mean. We can't speak to say what a new mother goes through, but there have been. Well, can you have a baby so fa- we can find out? Facts show, <laughs> nigga. You have a baby, and let's find. Oh no, I won't be a mother. Let's I'll be a oh, father. Well, well, facts, facts have shown. Studies have shown that a lot of women go through postpartum, and you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know how they're going to what mistakes they're going to make. Even if they're not going through postpartum, you don't know what mistakes you're going to make as a new mother. So bringing it on your own, I think is, I mean, bringing it on herself is a little harsh because who knows what she was going through. Like that is a lot. And whether you're a new mother or not, even if you were a dad in there and that baby crying all day, every day, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know when you're going to run out that house and decide I can't take this. So yeah, I don't know. I just, anyway, fuck Todd. I'm, (laughs) <laughs> that might be the, that might that might be the name of this uh, episode. So, <laughs> as we're still on Tony, let's go ahead and jump into the real meat of season six. So we see in season six things are changing with Joan. In the beginning of season six, we see the J spot is going down the crapper. She can't do anything about it. She's about to sell it. She's all depressed. And then things turn around from her. And, and might I add that things turn around because of who? 
William. But what, so William decides to kind of change the J spot into a sports bar. Next thing you know, it is the bee's knees of LA, okay? Like everybody wants to come to the J spot. They got athletes coming. They got all these famous people. And they got Sweetelson. They got Sweet, yo, Mr. Sweetelson, man, man, he be having me weed. He be like, Peanut and them. Um, and M and M and M but yes so we see Joan become the it girl of LA she has this magazine cover she's getting awards for like the businesses and everything because she's doing so great and in her rise to the top Joan starts to neglect her friends um, I'm just gonna say I was not happy with the way they chose to go in season 6 with that Mostly because Joan has been a solid friend through all the seasons, like one through one through six, shit, like one through the beginning of six. Joan has been a solid friend, always there for her friends, willing to make sacrifices for them and, and whatnot. And then all of a sudden we see her become this selfish individual and putting off her friends just for the sake of, I guess, the, the fame, you know? And Jay-Z said, it ain't for everybody. But so Joan is just engulfed in this new life that she's leading and her friends fall to the wayside. What did you think about that? There's something real about that whole thing and how it played out. And I don't know how I felt about it. I think there's a part of me that felt like Joan's role in the friendship was changing and no one had talked about it or agreed upon. Right, because one Ooh, of the things I think you kept hearing was Tony is still Tony. Tony is still Tony. Lynn kept saying that, and that to me was implying that you're not being who you are, and so people's expectations of this friendship aren't being met. Whether that's right or wrong to hold somebody to a certain set of expectations is up for debate. The reality is our friendship has existed in this way, and now you are changing that, and we're getting the short end of the stick. So. I kind of felt like, ah, they were right to feel like Joan was neglecting them. But I also feel like Joan had the right and was justified in exploring this new space that she was operating in as a single woman in LA who wasn't tied down to the things that everyone else was. Like, she doesn't have a baby, so she shouldn't have to operate as if she does just because Tony has a baby. She doesn't have a husband, so she shouldn't have to operate as if she's Maya with Darnell. She's not a free spirit in the way in which Lynn is. She ain't Lynn's keeper. (laughs) So, I don't know. Like, I felt like both sides were justified in how they were approaching uh, how they were approaching the friendship during season six. I'm going to say I definitely uh, agree with you as far as Joan. Like, I think she had the right to go out there and live her life however she wanted to. Could she have been more mindful of her friends? Yes. But could they have spoken up and said something, like set her down and had a real conversation? Yes. We are all grown. Y'all are all grown. If you feel like the dynamics of the friendship is changing and you don't like the way that it's going, at least speak up and say something. Now, I would, I'm going to jump back to... But that was comedic, but go ahead. Yeah, right. Well, Maya did remember when she was on the phone with her and she was trying to convey to her that you need to be, you need to be there for Tony. And Joan was hearing the exact opposite on the other end. Because she was because Joan thought she was talking about Derek. Yes, whatever that scene that was. Like she oh, tried okay, to tell that, her, and then t- at that point, I feel was- like we're a little too far gone. She had been Joan had been living this it girl life by that time, so I don't know if she was necessarily compre- not comprehending or listening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, she hadn't been listening at all up to that point. Anyway, go ahead. I'm going to jump back to what you said as far as Lynn saying Tony was being Tony and blah, blah, blah. I, I feel like that's an excuse. At some point, I was upset with Tony. I, now, I did, I will say, I felt like Tony was kind of tripping on Joan, uh, mm-hmm. whether she meant to be or not. 
I think that she just kind of went too far with things. Now, I understand the episode where Joan was late. I understand Tony being upset, but this is not my, like you said, this is not my responsibility. But I was, at the same time, I was mad at Joan because you'd have made, uh, you've made plans to be here for Morgan or for Tony and to babysit. Why would you be late? And if you couldn't control being late, like, could you not have communicated that better? Like, at, at some point, like, you still got to remember yeah. your friends. But, like I said, I think Tony went too far, and I think, them using the excuse of, well, you know how Tony is. No, fuck that. We grown and I'm tired of, and like, I'm tired of Tony being who she is and all of that stuff. Like, no, at a but certain, you don't you get the right to, you don't get to call that out and change the 20 plus year friendship because you're tired now. I've been consistent from day one. You are now changing. So okay. why is it that, why am I now problematic? Because you've decided that you're over it. I wrote something down. Go ahead. I wrote something down actually about that. That I well, wanted to then make sure I remember. You don't, have to, you don't have to deal with me. If I'm changing and you don't like the way that I'm changing, and when I'm changing, I realize that I... Because I am allowed to change how I feel about you. I'm yes. allowed to say after 20 years of friendship, I don't want to deal with this shit no more. Like, I don't want to deal with your selfishness. It's not fair. Joan is allowed to say that. If Tony feels some type of way about it, then Tony is allowed to carry her ass like she did and keep it moving. Like, I don't think, you know, Joan is at fault for realizing that she didn't want to put up with Tony shit no more, pretty much. like. But you, you know. are not allowed to change how no. you feel and expect me to change along with you. You can change how you feel about who I am and decide that you don't want to deal with me, but you don't need to confront me about it as if the only option is that I now change. You I can don't make think a decision. Joan, but I don't think Joan was trying to change Tony. No, 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 I'm just responding to how you said it, right? Like, I'm just responding to that one comment that you said, oh. that you just made about that. Not specifically about them, but just in that one comment. You have the right to feel how you feel, but your feelings don't need to then dictate me to change how I am as a person just because you're no longer accepted, because you no longer accept it. Like, that's on you, not on me. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying now the expectation is because I feel some kind of way you need to change, and to me, that's not the case. Well... Either, however, whoever changed and whoever handled it the way that they did by the end of the season, Joan and Tony, we see, are no longer friends. So we come to the very last episode where, once again, Joan has quote-unquote let Tony down by not being there for mm. the hearing, which I completely understand. You know, Tony was upset. Joan was supposed to be her character witness. I don't like, again, I don't like the way that went and how they ended that because why did Joan not have a chance to at least explain to Tony what happened? Like, why can we not have a conversation as to why I'm not here when I, when even when we won't cool, I just told you yesterday, I'm still going to be there for you. I know what time I'm supposed to be there and all of that good stuff. Why can we not? work things out from that so uh I just I felt some type of way about that but as far as Joan oh so Joan at that party I think Joan got a really big uh oh sorry the, before you the, move on to that let me know my party. thought uh-huh. yes we could have wanted them to talk I think a part of why it made sense that they didn't talk was because in some ways it's like the boy who cries wolf and not directly but Joan had been fucking up from their perspective a number of times leading up to the custody hearing and so even if Joan was justified in her missing it, right? Like all the things that we know that happened that prevented her from being there on time, from their perspective, it's just another thing in a long list of things that Joan has been doing that has been contributing to the fucked upness that is their friendship. And so they didn't feel like they needed to hear it. We know what was going on, 
But I think from their perspective, it was like, nah, this is just, I don't even have time to deal with this because this is just another thing. And that to me speaks to why it's important to be intentional about all relationships, romantic and platonic, because you never know when shit is really just going to happen that's going to be out of your control. Sorry. Well, I just wanted to read. As we saw, Joan was not able to make it and it was the demise of their friendship. I still don't, you know, I think it sucks the way that it ended, especially for a 20 year friendship. I can't imagine me ending a 20 year friendship. Um, for that but you know everybody has their breaking points and that's what we saw have you ever Uh, seen that i was thinking about that earlier sorry have you ever seen have you have you ever seen a friendship end like have you ever seen it play out in real life yeah it's sad sometimes ridiculous i think about leaving your ass every day no (laughs) 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 No, i'm joking Um, you just tell me okay Oh, you gonna know? Cause I'm gonna change this number. Nah, Don't joking. fucking ghost me like um, Tony. Anyway. Yeah, man. No, I wouldn't ghost. Like, I I think that would need to be a conversation. But real quick, so my last thing that I want to talk about with girlfriends is the episode where Joan is at that party. I, oh my god! When I tell you, I got secondhand embarrassment for Joan while she was at that party. Like, <laughs> like she should have went from the moment that somebody called her a call girl, like, and they was looking at her like with that that outfit on, which I thought she looked really cute. But you know, yes, haters gonna hate. Yeah, I thought she looked nice. But so the encounter with Wayne Brady, you know, it gave me a perspective of encountering someone that hurt them and truly not giving a fuck about how they feel about what they're going to say. I mean, not. And that's what we saw it with Wayne Brady. When he called Joan pathetic, I mean, like. Called her everything uh, but a child of God. He called her everything but a child of God. And I don't, you know, I normally don't say that people deserve to be taught to a certain way or treated a certain way. I can see why someone would say that Joan did deserve that verbal beatdown. You know, like she hurt Wayne. Uh, I'm calling him Wayne, but his name was Derek in the show. Basically, he had been hurt, you know, and this was his first time seeing Joan or, what, or maybe talking to Joan after it happened. And Joan, like, why did you expect him to help you? Like, I, I really need, and when she said... <laughs> I thought we were friends. And he said, I'm not your friend. Like, oh, John. <laughs> boy, when I tell you that, Lord, not, not triggered that. I was like, damn, is this my life for a second? What? Like, <laughs> bitch, we ain't friends. We ain't like, nah, nah. But anyway, uh, man, there was something about that scene that I felt like was so real life. And so I was going to ask you, like, what did you think of that? Like that him talking to her that way. Did you feel like he was wrong? Did you feel like it was justified? Could you understand why he said what he said and how he said it. I thought it was a kiki. I definitely laughed. Definitely uh, kiki. Oh, uh, you laugh. I mean, it's it's meant to be a comedic moment. Like, I, I, it's one of the few in that episode. Oh no, they ain't had no, they ain't had no laugh track. It won't no laugh track. You did. I, I, I. You don't need I no laugh track. Okay, okay. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I think the. I think it's. I'm not a fan of the word deserved in this scene because I do not believe she deserved to be talked to that way. I Mm -hmm. do think that he was right in making a clear distinction between friends and dating. Just because we were dating does not mean that we were friends. And just because Mm. we stopped dating does not mean that we have to be friendly, Mm. especially if that was not my intention in the beginning. And so I could see why he felt like I didn't need to do those things in a friendly way because Joan, you're not my friend. Right. Uh, but and do I think that he deserved to talk to her that way? A part of that, I think, was him, like that Greg thing, just like taking that moment to say whatever you want to say because you now don't give a fuck. When you yeah, no longer man. care about somebody, 
in the way in which you did before, sometimes you're less willing to deal with the bullshit that you thought was bullshit back then, but you were rationalizing because of your feelings. And that's what I saw in that moment. Come on, Brother Jones. Come on, give him a (laughs) word. Yes, that's what I definitely thought in that moment. And that's why I say I I don't necessarily like to use the word deserve. I don't know if anyone deserves that, but I, I can definitely understand where he was coming from and why he said what he said. So that was oh, a, you know, that was a good. Phone. Can't even use her phone. Dang. I, know, I thought that was not, I mean, well, you know, I don't know. Cause I done heard my mama say, you know, about some people, she wouldn't spit on them to put, if they was on fire, she wouldn't <laughs> spit on them to put them out. So I guess y'all can't use her phone either. Like that's just is what it is. Yes. Yeah, really good episode. That wraps up season six of girlfriends for me. Did you have any last thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to save I'm gonna save some of my thoughts for the mini-sode, although we may be in a different season by then. I'm going to save some of these season six thoughts because I do want to dig into that episode with Maya at her seminar and specifically that yes. Maya and Lynn relationship because... Yeah, it definitely has to be on the mini-sode. I mean, we, we, actually, in our pre-production meeting, i.e. in real com- life conversations, we've already sort of talked about this and I thought that that would yeah. be a good public conversation to have. Okay. Well, it sounds like we're going to have a lot to talk about when the mini-sode comes up. <laughs> but guys, that's going to wrap up what we're watching this week. Again, we so hope that you are keeping up with us on Girlfriends because we cannot wait to hear your comments. Shout out to the listeners who are listening to us, who are giving us feedback, telling us they love the perspectives. We love y'all too. Thank you so much for, you know, interacting and letting us know that you are there with us. Now, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a break, get something to drink because we've been talking a lot. And we'll be right back with this week's perspectives. Okay, guys, we're back and it is time for this week's perspective. Yay. Yay. And as I was informed over the break, I go first this week. So, okay. All right, and so this week, since we have not heard it from Aaron, and I don't know how long, Ashley's going to be talking about dating. (gasps) No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am talking about dating this week, but I am talking about double dating. Mm. So, Aaron, (laughs) this week, I want to know from you, how do you feel about double dating when you're in a relationship? Is it something that's harmful or helpful to a relationship? And do you have any limits as far as how often you double date or what you do on the double date? Hmm. Go. <sighs> okay. Lord, I feel like I got to pull, I got to dig deep, deep, deep into my memory bank. <sighs> Lord. No. Fill in the blank. Blank, blank. I, yeah, I don't think that there's, I don't see an issue with double dating. I actually think that it could be a benefit to a couple to go on a double date with another couple and specifically a healthy functioning couple uh, could be a benefit to another couple. And and as far as any sort of boundaries or limitations as to what could or should happen on a date, on a double date, I don't think that that exists. To me, to me, if anything, you should use double dates as an opportunity to get more creative, to think more outside of the stereotypical box of what would happen on a date and even a double date. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why Your would... double date sound like it's about to go to swinging. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, well, I'm joking. I but... think I was trying to think. I was trying to actually to, to think about, because um, at first I was about to say, you know, during the Rona, 
We don't need to be doing nothing outside of the people that we have to be doing things with. But what about like virtual double dating? You know, so I was trying to, I think that's where I was going. Not with your nasty mind. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I feel so judged. But no, I was going to say that I agree with you. Like, I think double dating can definitely be beneficial to interact with other couples and just have different perspectives on relationships, right? Because this other couple, you know, has their own thing going on. And so they may be able to give you some good ideas on activities that you do one-on-one or on how to handle things like in your relationship, like maybe something that you guys go through that they may have been through or they just have a different insight on, you know? So exchanging advice is another plus side to double dating. And I also don't think that there should be like any restrictions. Like I think, you know, if you're double dating with another couple, then chances are y'all already have something in common. So y'all will probably be doing things that you all deem that can be fun together, you know, so... Yeah. And I was just joking about the swinging thing. <laughs> Jeez, I'm not that terrible. <laughs> but if that's your thing, don't let it stop. You. I mean, it's hey, what, if, yes, I'm so not. Yes, I am so not judging. You know, very free spirited thinker over here. I believe it's funny you I talk about. It's funny you bring up double dating. There we go. Do you try to be open? Well, you, do, you do though. Do, yeah. yeah, I'm very. Yeah, yeah. I try to be. I'm, I think I'm very open minded. I think at least whatever. What were you about to say? <laughs> so you'd be down for swinging. Me doing it personally? Would you be down? Yes, for swinging. You know what? I'm going to say yes in the same sense. Hold on. In the same sense that I say there are only, like, I have a straight list, you know, like like dudes mm-hmm. that I would be straight for. Mm-hmm. So there are only certain people that I'm swinging with, okay? Um, it still has to be a lesbian couple. So, Lena, whoever you with, we could, you know. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't know if Robin is down with that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> run, run, run. <laughs> I wonder if the right, if the appropriate response was supposed to be if my partner is up for it. I mean, yeah, I t- listen, I said I forgot. Like, you know, my mind went to, clearly my mind went to Lena. Okay, so, let me get, but, okay, so anyway. I was saying that, there, I thought it was interesting that you wanted to talk about double dating because I was watching a podcast, not podcast, podcast because I was on YouTube today watching uh, Kevin on stage, That Chick Angel, and Tabitha Brown, they were doing, they were on uh, That Chick Angel's YouTube page doing uh, vegan mukbang. And it was interesting to see, and the topic there was uh, then versus now in terms of their marriage, because all three of them, you know, are married. And it was interesting mm-hmm. to see how they talked about, in some ways it was like a triple date. And to me, I thought it was interesting to see how they uh, mm. almost compared notes and you could see the similarities amongst the different, amongst the spouses, meaning like the creatives versus the ones who are supporting their creative partner and how their journeys have a lot of similarities. But also to me, what I thought was important that related to what you're talking about is you could see how there were certain moments where one couple or one person in a couple um, in the marriage was listening, almost like they were taking notes about a particular experience. Um, Mm. And to me, that's a part of the benefit that can come from double dating is you're able to hopefully uh, be confident in your marriage in the or in your relationship to look at someone else's and see what works and what doesn't as it relates to you, right? Not get envious, but to yeah. only want to get better in your own relationship. So, yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. 
And it's entertaining too, because I could tell you, like when I go out with other couples and they, you know, if I see them like bicker about this, some of the same shit that me and Robin bicker about, <laughs> it, it just be, it's reassuring. And I just get weak. Like, you know, I ain't the only one who got to deal with crazy shit sometimes. Like, you know, and vice versa. Like Rob C. Sheen's the only one that, you know, got a me at home. So <laughs> yeah, but anyway. That was my topic this week. Just something short and sweet I wanted to talk about. And I, if y'all couldn't tell, am a fan of double dating. I love it. I think it's so fun. And as we were talking about this, I thought about it like maybe the next time I go on a double dating adventure, hopefully when, um, you know, outside open back up, I want to do an escape room with another couple. Like, you know, Hmm. I just think that might be Okay. So, yeah. All right. What's your topic this week? All right, so since you want to talk about dating this week, I think we should continue and talk about dating. I ah. <laughs> see you don't know me. See, let me find out. Okay, ah, great minds think Welcome alike. Back. <laughs> hey. Welcome see, back. Y'all see, he said dating Welcome after back. I said dating. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you over there singing? Okay. So I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and there was a part in the podcast that started having me think about expectations in dating when you first start dating someone and i thought that this would be a good topic to talk about and now that i hear you want to kickstart our dating um race again or you now that you want to kickstart this conversation around dating (sighs) look look at god showing up all right what do you consider to be the things that you expect someone to tell you when you first start dating them and what are the things that it's actually up to you to ask if you want to know the answer simple okay um, I mean, off the top of my head, I would want to know if they're in a relationship with anyone or if they're dealing with anyone that thinks that they may be in a, be in a relationship. <laughs> There's a um, distinction. Yes. That. <laughs> that yes. So, uh, kind of on the same level. Are you married? Um, oh, and what are you looking for? Like, what, what do you want from this? It's all those things you're expecting them to tell you. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, dang. I guess those are the expectations. Um, I would expect them to tell me if they're in a relationship. I would ask if they're in dealing with anyone who thinks that they're in a relationship with them. I would expect them to tell me if they're married and I would ask what they're looking for from this. That's off the top of my head. Like those are the, the first few things that I can think of as far as like expectations versus what I would ask of them like when i'm dating someone yeah i think that's important i think there's to me there's a distinction between someone being married and someone who's dating other people i don't know if i think that it's their uh, obligation to tell me if they are dating other people i do think that it is their obligation to tell me if they are married because one why is this even a thing or even a potential thing well that's well they could be separated you know i mean they could be separated but i still want you to tell me like I'm married, but I'm separated right now. Like, you know, whatever. And I might need to ask for some proof of that because Hmm. (laughs) you can tell me you separated, but y'all can still be living together, you know? So I need to know what's happening with that. Well, that's true. Right. So if you're married, then you, I feel like you're obligated to tell me regardless of whatever stage of the marriage you're in, it is incumbent upon you to divulge that information. I should not have to ask for it. But on the other, well, on the other hand, if you're just dating... And I'm one of the people on that list. It is not your obligation to tell me. I think there does. I do think that there there is a point where it shifts from 
you don't have to tell me to we are about to go on a journey where those types of details are important. Whether they should tell me or whether I should ask, I'm still on the fence about that. I think the things yeah. that I want to ask about are, hmm, at this stage, it's like, what are your deal breakers? Right? Like, I want to mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I want to know when your last relationship was, but that's me being nosy. And I kind of want to know why it's a rat, <gasps> why, why it didn't work out. I want to know. I think that's fair to ask. I bet I would, it depends on at what stage you're asking. I mean, yes. Uh, okay, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. I was about to say, like, we're not talking date one, but I don't know at what point that is. You're right. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are the things off the top of my head, too. Like I said earlier, there can come a time in dating someone where you are getting ready to enter into a journey or go on a journey where some details need to be divulged, right? Like, no longer is it, I'm not going to say anything unless you tell me, unless you ask me. It's, you need to know this because it's important for where we are now and where it is that we're going. So my last question to this perspective is at what point in the dating journey do you feel like they need to tell you if they're dating other people at what point in the journey do you need to know uh if they're sleeping with other people because dating and sleeping with other people are two different things right so at what point do you do those details need to come out and even when and even once you get to that point is it up to you to ask or should they tell you and why Oh, no. I mean, I would probably ask, like, if we go on a couple dates, I'm going to ask probably like the second, third date, maybe third. I'm going to say third date. So are you still like, are you dating around or, you know, what what are you looking for? I mean, I'm hoping that that would come up in conversation, but I wouldn't I'm not against asking that Um, as far as sex. I'm asking you before I decide we have sex. (laughs) If you're having sex with other people like. I want to know if it's just me who's getting it or if I'm sharing it with other people because there are certain things that I feel like is a no-no. And I mean, to be um, honest and hopefully not sound launchy, I don't want you putting your mouth on me if you're, if you have, if you out here putting your mouth on other females during that time, you know, like. That was in the details. There are just certain things. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yes. So, but like, I mean, so that would make me ask you before um, we have sex if you are having sex with other people. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, and to me, that's just being safe, too. Like, yeah. No, you're right. You know what? You said the right word. I don't know where I was going when I when I didn't just agree with you flat out. But as soon as you said safe, hmm. safe, <sighs> safety is most important in this in this discussion because, yeah, safety is the safety is the most important thing in this discussion. I don't know if there are things. I think that there is a threshold that you get to or a point where you get to in the dating journey where it is important to know about your uh if you have any stds stis right like what that history is like i do and hopefully that happens before you have sex with that person and not after i don't know that's probably the main thing that i think i I thought about is wanting to know are there is there anything about your sexual history that could potentially impact me yeah that's fair yeah man that's a very fair question and probably not one a lot of people think of before they decide to, you know, get it in. Really? It's interesting that you say yeah. that because I guess, I, I guess, I guess that's true. You hear more people concerned with who they've slept with or how many people that they've slept with versus, yo, did anything happen while you were sleeping with those people that I need to be worried about? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's all I want to talk about. Just as we enter dating season, <laughs> well... Are you as, uh, well, last one, let me COVID. clarify, as other, people, as other people gear up 
for dating season, cuffing season, getting ready to hunker down. You know, no, people have and, been acting. And again, are, is, is it dating season? It's COVID. Well, How are you out here dating? I think dating season is revamped, but it's still happening. People have been courting others during this pandemic so they can see who they want to actually settle down with. I think we're going to see a lot of more monogamous mm-hmm. <laughs> cuffing this season because of COVID. Oh, but it's happening. Not with me, okay. but it's happening. <laughs> okay, well, all mm. right. Mm. That was a good perspective. What? Nothing. I was about to say, do you have to ask, do I need to know your COVID history now? Like, do I have to ask, did you ever test oh, positive yes. for COVID? Or well, do you need to tell me your COVID situation? Oh, my God. Look at that. Damn. I mean. COVID perspective. That's real. That's real. You, you... That's real. Well, guys, <laughs> that's going to wrap up our perspectives this week. That's really something to think about, man. You're going to have to, you know. Guys, Wow. All right, Aaron. That's why. That's why there should be anything? no cuff. That's why there should be no dating during cuffing season. If you didn't already lock that down, virtual no, dating. The, you better virtual. Let the people it. have their virtual dating. This is okay, the this is the perfect dating. season for because long distance wild. relationships. This is the perfect season for long distance relationships. Get on it. Mm-mm. Then I know we can't see each other. Have you not seen these numbers? People is out and oh. about. So, <laughs> okay. What are you looking forward to? <laughs> All right, so this is going to sound random, but not really weird, but not to me. I'm looking forward. So I have a dentist appointment coming up next week. And I'm really actually excited about it because I'm going back to my dentist. And I've made the commitment to go back to what I know. So I'm looking forward to actually going to see her, going to see everybody in the office, you know, all of those things. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I've been, you know, since I live in New York, I had to give up, you know, my dentist in Virginia. But the journey to finding a dentist that you feel comfortable with, and that's not to say I've had terrible experiences, but there is something to be said around having a comfortable, good, like, relationship with your dentist, especially for as long as I've been going to her. So I just made the decision that I'm just going to have to suck it up and go home for my dentist appointments. So I'm looking forward to it. What about you? Okay. Um, what am I looking forward to this week? I am looking forward to watching more horror films and Halloween themed TV shows. Yes, that's what Robin and I have been doing really all through this month. Uh, I just never talk about it on what we're watching because we be focused on (laughs) girlfriends. But yes, we have watched um, a number of just horror films and Halloween shows. It's actually entertaining i for one like the halloween themed uh tv shows they're just funny to me and you know i i feel like i used to be a chicken but i'm getting better my sister has made me um start watching horror films because she's she's really into them and she told me to stop being such a punk pretty much so yeah um so yeah that's what i'm looking forward to it's fun we got popcorn you know we be got the blanket we got a new blanket and we just be chilling watching that stuff but yeah that's okay. what I'm looking forward to. Uh, any reflections? I don't have any specific reflections. I will say I've been thinking about our girlfriend's conversations and I've been reflecting on them because it's going to be over soon. And it's anyway, I guess I'll save all that sentimental shit for when we're done. Yeah. Girlfriends. What about you? No, I don't think I have any reflections this week, but as you said that it, kind of made me semi-sad that you know I'm actually sad anyway having to go through season seven I realized that I'm watching it at a much slower uh pace than I watched the others me too. Um, 
because I feel like I would be damn near through with the, a season by now. But um, yeah, I started season seven. When was it? Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I'm still maybe like on episode two or three. I haven't really gotten far into it. Damn. Maybe five. Okay. Maybe five. But yeah, maybe five at the most. But I haven't really gotten into it like mm. before. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's going to wrap things up for us this week. That I felt like that went out on a sad note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess because we're talking about girlfriends. So let me pep it back up. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for sticking in there with us again for another week. As always, we appreciate it. Remember, if you want to reach out to us, leave us any comments, give us any feedback, uh, give Aaron any suggestions for five questions, or just tell us that you love the show because we so appreciate it. You can reach us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective no e at the end at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you all give us every week. And that's because you show up every week, you listen every week, and then you go and tell five people who then listen and they tell five people as well. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. We hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. A Bye. Adios. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Da da da, buenos noches. Hey. <laughs>